is Harriet Kimmock, the host of Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today I want to ask you this question. It's kind of rhetorical, but it's also a question that is going to make you question, who are you following? That's right. Who are you following? Uh, We're using as our scripture base, the book of Luke chapter 9, verses 57 to 62. And in this scripture, Jesus asked his disciples to follow me and he gave specific instructions. In fact, the book of Luke started out in this particular chapter, in chapter 9, where Jesus called the disciples to fellowship. Then it was the chapter in which Herod was persecuting Christ. When Herod made his stance clear about what he was going to do, this is that chapter. So at the end of it, Jesus is saying, follow me. So I want to ask you today, who are you following? I hope for all our sakes that you're not a fanboy following other fanboys or anything like that. Or you're not a fangirl fangirling somebody who does not deserve your ownership. Think about it. Whomever you follow, you are giving them what? Honor. You are giving them your presence. You are giving them your contribution, your thoughts. I think in a lot of ways in our society, we don't place enough emphasis on the value of ourselves, the importance of our intellect and the value of our intellect. We don't tend to seem to value what we think. We write stuff on Twitter and on Facebook, and we don't seem to recognize that what we write comes out of our intellectual reservoir of thoughts. And so you are busy working for people. Yeah. And you are giving them your ideas, your suggestions. That's your intellect. Do you value that? You recognize that working for someone means you're following them. And you may say, well, Harriet, in the day and time we live in, we're not following anybody. We're just there for the money. I hope that that really is the intent, that you're just there to collect a salary and keep it moving because who you follow is important. And we're going to see that in the scripture as the scripture unfolds. So I thought I'd set the stage for you just so that you get some idea of where we're going. Of course, we use the New King James Version of the Bible. And I typically read from the Bible app downloading on my iPad because, well, it just makes it clear, as you can see, right? The, the words are much clearer. I am a mom. I'm someone's mom. And they're grown people who call me mom. <laughs> so my eyes... My eyes kind of have seen enough diaper changes and so on. So now, <laughs> after you know all that stuff, my eyes need some help. So here comes large print <laughs> edition. God bless the person who created large print and the people of God say, amen. Amen. So we want to talk about who are you following today? So if this is your first time listening to this podcast or watching our broadcast, I want to say a special thank you to our friends in Holland, Michigan, in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And I want to say a special thank you to our friends in Ohio, in Dayton, Ohio, and in other parts of Ohio. I also want to say a special thank you to those in Erie, Pennsylvania and throughout Atlanta, wherever you are watching this podcast from. So I just want to say thank you to those who are watching us via Glory Satellite. I am so grateful that you take time out to pay attention and to even sit down and listen to us as we bring this podcast to you. Of course, we welcome our listeners from around the world who are joining us through Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Audible, wherever you are listening to us, whatever your podcast platform, I want to tell you, thank you. I am humbled today by your participation. Amen. Amen. And I pray the God of all grace be with you as you hear this message and that he enlightens you 
as we move through this broadcast. Amen. Amen. So I'm Harriet. I'm Harriet Kemick. You can find more information about me at the exodusfoundation.com or harrietkemick.com in addition to hosting Down to Earth. I'm also an author and a speaker. So that means you can find me, right? So follow me on Facebook, Twitter. I occasionally post. I don't do as much as I should because I just don't. I don't know why, right? My team gets on me a lot about that. But follow us for more information about who we are. I write books and I talk about these issues. You can also find my blog. If you Google me anywhere in the world, you can find more information about us. But one of the things that we do also is that we founded the Exodus Foundation as a relief organization to provide services to women in need. So from time to time, women find themselves at the extent of society. And so we have a shelter. So help us. You can help us. And for more information about that, go to our website, theexodusfoundation.com. So who are you following? And the scripture in Luke chapter 9, verses 57 to 62, I encourage you to read it on your own for your own illumination and edification. It helps us to put things into perspective because sometimes people might think that we are just extracting scriptures without the context. Harriet is big on context. I like to know what is the background, what is the framework within which this particular scripture was delivered by Jesus. And so, as I said before, in the beginning of this, that we started this with Jesus distributing the 12. He gave them instructions, right? So he said, all right, I called all of you. But I'm sending out you 12. You're going to take this region. You're going to take this region. This is what you're going to do. This is what you're not going to do. He continued on. And then Herod uh, wanted to see Jesus. And then this is also the scripture part of this is when Jesus fed the 5,000, where he just broke the fish and fed the people, broke the fish and fed the people, broke the fish, five loaves, people and two fishes, five barley loaves and two fishes. And he kept breaking the fish. The more he broke the fish, the more he broke the fish. You're getting it? The more he broke the fish was the more there was to feed the people. He was the fish. So he was putting himself. The people needed him and he kept breaking himself open. I want to ask you this. Who are you following? Are you breaking yourself open for people to follow? You may not have a fanboy base, but you know who your base is? Your family. The people in your household. Are they following you? Have you listened to them? Are you breaking yourself open? Today, it seems to me that leadership and parenting is about image. It's not about serving those who are called to us. So we went and had these children, but we don't seem to think our job is to take care of them. We don't seem to think our job is to lead and guide them. We think our job is to be their fanboys, to be their friends. We seem to think that when we have companies, our job is to live the best life we could, but not take care of the people who are serving us. So who are we following? We're following all these fanboys who change the narrative every two years when it suits them. So uh, you weren't living under apartheid and made your money through apartheid. No, you didn't have an emerald mine. Your mother was a single mother who raised children by herself. So you see how they change the narrative? Well, you weren't a stockbroker on Wall Street your family loaned you $250,000 by the very nature that decries everything. If they could find $250,000 to 27 years ago, they were rich. Do you see what I'm saying? So they keep moving the goalpost 
in order for you to feel bad about yourself and why you have no resources. So again, I'm asking you, who are you following? Are you following them? Or are you going to follow a simple man who lived more than 2,000 years ago, verified by history, and who lived his life selflessly to the point where they killed him for his beliefs, struck him down, beat him 39 times across his back with a strap. Let me tell you what that was. The straps had talents to it. And each strap had nails at the end of it. So when they whipped him and pulled it up 39 times, it pulled up his flesh. And he still believed he went to the cross, put him up there with nails in his hands. And he still believed at that point, he still believes. Who are you following? Let's get into the scripture. So we're in Luke chapter 9 and we're starting at verse 57. And as I said earlier, I am a mommy person. So I have grown people who call me mom. So I better put my glasses on because guess what? They watch this too. And they ask me questions. Mom, why weren't you wearing your glasses? You couldn't see. You didn't say it right. That's what I hear. I kid you not. I kid you not. So it's Luke chapter 9. And they're going to kill me after this is over. (laughs) Luke chapter 9 verses 57 to 62. And it says, it begins like this. Now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, him being Jesus, right? Remember the context of the scripture. This is where Jesus is teaching his followers about the cost of discipleship, right? And the person said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. Listen to this. And Jesus answered him in a parable. Mm -hmm. You will? Okay. Foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. So this is you telling your person whom you follow. I will follow you wherever. And Jesus is like, sure you will. Of course you will. Everybody else has somewhere to go, but I don't have anywhere to sleep, but you're following me. So I have followers, but I don't, you're not helping me build my ministry. I have followers, but you're not helping me to live somewhere. I have followers, but I don't have anywhere to sleep. And so in verse 59, he said to another one, follow me. So he's proving something. And the other one said, Lord, before I follow you, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus must have rolled his eyes like I would, like you would. So uh, you, we're talking about discipleship and followership and I'm telling you to follow me. And you said, um, let, let me go bury my father first. It sounds like you don't have a sense of what is important, right? You have a sense of priorities misplaced. Then in verse 60, Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. So he's telling the man who says, I have to go bury my father. Do you see? Jesus is saying, that's such a useless thing to do when I am showing you the way to life and life eternal. So instead of following me, who is giving you life-changing word, you're following someone who what? Is already dead. It makes me wonder, all of us are on social media and you contribute to the click storm that social media has become. People make money off your click, 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 click. You're following all these people. Can they give you life? Do they give you a life-changing word? You're following people who celebrities have 15 million followers, 20 million followers. But people like myself have zero followers because you don't want to hear life. Who are you following? Jesus is saying, let the dead bury their own dead. 
but you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, listen, they keep talking about this stuff and Jesus is trying. He must have been so frustrated. He was trying so desperately to get the message across. He said, finally, in verse 61, and another said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. By this time, Jesus has given up the ghost. He's like, oh my gosh, I can't get through to this generation. And this is how Jesus answered them in verse 62. Listen, check this out. He said, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, let me decrease so that you might increase. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts find acceptance in your sight this day. I pray for someone watching. I pray for myself in this, Lord, that you make me a vessel that you can use. I thank you today that you provide healing for all of us from the crowns of our heads to the soles of our feet. Dissolve every blood clot in someone's lung. Dissolve every wicked thing in the name of Jesus. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory that you answer when we call, that you answer every situation. Provide for people this week who need a job. Provide for somebody this week who needs an exit from violence, an exit from the conflict in which they live. We praise you right now, Jesus, that as we touch and agree and come into agreement, you heal somebody who has to go in for surgery this week. You heal somebody who is going to hear a negative word from the doctor. And in the mighty name of Jesus, we declare that it is so in Jesus name. Amen. So who are you following? So the question becomes, who are we following? What is the value added to the person? See, this is important because we often don't take time to analyze who we're following because we don't value ourselves. We don't value our thoughts. We don't value our contributions to society. And you might say, well, Harriet, why don't we? Well, The truth be told is society tells us that in order for society to value you and I, we have to be millionaires and billionaires and today fanboys trillionaires. Yeah. Society says that for you to, for me to follow you, you have to have trillions and made trillions during the COVID epidemic while the whole world was shutting down. But you made trillions, but you're not giving any of it away to all the people who live on the planet. I am just saying, these are the people we follow. We follow fanboys who just when they're ready, they espouse in a rhetoric that is damaging to people who are questioning their sexuality, questioning their identity, to people who have issues with even the way God made them in this color of the skin that they are. But we follow them. We follow people who want to threaten and tear down the systems of government that we have that keeps the peace for the rest of us. Far be it from some of us who come from places in the world where conflict existed, that now we come to live in a place where there should be no conflict, but you are having a moment and a crisis of identity and suddenly you want to tear down everything because it didn't work for you. My friend, you had 500 years of supremacy. Might I ask, what do you do? What have you done with the 500 years? You had a 500 year head start. What did you do with it? You just sat there and just thought it should come to you. Did it occur that at some time, as the scripture says, you should put your hand to the plow. You heard what Jesus said. No man is fit for the kingdom once he has put his hand to the plow. So you want a kingdom, but you put your hand to the plow and took it off and said, it's, it's too much work. So you don't want to go to work anymore. So they closed the factories. I agree with you. I am there with you. They closed the factories, they closed the mines because industrialists have moved on and they have determined that making money from this industry is no longer profitable because they don't want to pay union dues and they don't want to do this. They want a way out. I, I totally agree with you. I am with you. 
But what about you? You don't want to put your hand to the plow now? You just want to sit back and collect government social security and collect government disability benefits. But then when it angers you, you want to get up and make it uncomfortable for the rest of us because you're following some dude somewhere, somebody somewhere who is telling you something else. Who are you following? Might I submit to you humbly that we need to check who we are following. Before I follow someone on Twitter, I go to their page and I click on their website and I go and read their tweets. And if they have a website or if they have a published material somewhere, I go look them up before I click follow. Why? Because if I'm following you, you have some value to impart to my life. Am I not clear, right? So my belief systems and yours should line up. So who are we following, bro? Who are we following? Can we just get a grip and see what day and time we live in? This is our postmodern world. This is America in the 21st century. We're still an empire, but like all empires, at least Rome lasted over 500 years. God give us the grace because right now we're testing and stretching to what avail. Because who you chose to follow. Be careful of who you're following. Listen to people. Don't just somebody gets up and says some exciting rhetoric. Choose to follow them. Because frankly, I have been talking to you now for more than four years. Many of you have not clicked follow on Facebook, nor on Twitter, nor following my podcast. Do you know why? Because you're still waiting to see if I'm going to come out one day with something. Or maybe you don't like the skin that I'm in. Or maybe you just don't like how I look. You don't like my hair. You don't like my gender. The fact that I walk around and I'm a woman. Or maybe you don't like the sound of my voice. So you choose to do what? You choose to put some value and ascribe some value to it, right? But you choose to follow people who espouse rhetoric that is incendiary and harmful even to yourself. And you discount it and push it away and still become their fanboy. Are you listening to me? Somebody has to say, maybe the preachers who have your attention, whom you're giving your 10% to, maybe they're not going to say that. But since you're not giving me your 10%, and I haven't asked you for your 10%, I'm just going to tell you like it is. Who are you following? Jesus is earnest in that. Look at the examples that he gave. One person said, he told one person, follow me. And the guy said, nah, I got to go bid my family farewell. And Jesus is like, seriously, I'm telling you to follow me. So are we looking at who we're following? Many of us got up and followed political leaders recently in American history. And what did it do? Just like this man, it caused a separation of you and your family. Because when your family said, don't follow that guy, he is, he's going to tear everything down. You didn't listen. You in your furor chose to give him, you even gave up your money. And you followed him much to your detriment because now your family don't even want to talk to you. Who are you following? The other person in this said, well, I kind of, I got to go bury my father first. And Jesus is like, seriously, you realize your father is dead, right? So let the dead bury the dead. Did he even have to say that? In other words, you can't follow someone who is not giving you life. That's what the distinction here is. You cannot follow someone who is not giving you life. And you have to look, all of us now, all of us, including Harriet, because 
When I talk to you, I am thinking about me. I'm pointing the finger. Look at me. I'm pointing at you. Look what? This one is pointing back at myself. <laughs> because now I have to ask myself, well, Harriet, who are you following? What are you doing? How is this working? How is this going to... So in the big scheme of things, right? In the big picture, right? How does this help me? So you're going to follow someone, ask yourself this question. How is this going to be fruitful for me? Are they going to speak life into me? And by life, I mean life-changing words, life-changing thought. Are they going to inspire me to think different about myself and my situation? Are they going to be an encourager? Or are they going to come constantly and take my money out and inspire me to go do cruel things that might make me land in jail? I dare say we need to ask these questions and even instruct our children when they're following people around. Don't get into, you know how we as parents, right? Our children bring friends around, right? Yeah. And we look at them and this is us, eagle-eyed parents that we are. This is us looking at these people our children bring around. Hmm, where do you know that one from? We start asking questions, don't we? Yeah, you're nodding your head. We ask questions of our children. Who is she? Who is he? Where he comes from? Who is that? That, that, we, that. Because you're trying to say what? Who you follow makes the difference between life and death. Jesus drew the parallels right here. He said, follow me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's what he's saying. So he's saying you're following death. That's the same thing that we as parents tell our children. We ask them, who are you following? Don't get into that one scar. Don't hang out with that guy. Don't hang out with that girl. I don't feel good about it. You ever have that as a parent? That you just feel something and you just know or you just, you, you suddenly you're just sitting there and you just have a feeling. You pick up the phone and call your child because you just have a feeling and that call intersects their life and suddenly whatever they were going to do, they change their minds. You ever have that? Or sometimes your child comes back and tell you, I heard your voice in my head while I was driving down the street. We need to have the voice of God in our heads as we go about and matriculate through our daily lives because God instructs us and give us instructions about daily living, the daily activities of our lives. Many of us have encounters and situations I don't know. I can't talk about you, but I'm going to talk about me that if I had really listened to the voice of God, certain things would not happen to me. I'm going to take you all the way back. I was 23. I think if I remember correctly, I was marrying this man. I heard a voice say, I wasn't even saved. Y'all didn't know Jesus. I heard a voice say, do not marry this man. What do you think I did? Ignore the voice. I went and married this man and paid for it for the rest for the next 20 years. During those ensuing 20 years, I remember saying to myself, if I had listened to that voice, I'd have never married him. Do you see who I chose to follow? Where did he lead me? If I had kept following that man, I would have ended up dead because he threatened to kill me with a knife to my ribs. November 2 of 1999 shall be eternally memorialized for Harriet. Are you hearing me? Who did I choose to follow? Did I choose to follow that voice that I heard that says, do not marry this man? Or did I choose to follow him? And look what happened. Do you see where I'm coming from? Who are you following? So I am asking you, you have children. Yeah, maybe you're like me. I'm 50, I'm 56, right? So our children are older now, right? 
Can I just ask you a question? Ask them who they're following. Ask them who they're listening to. Are they following people who are taking them down to the weed shop to go buy weed? Are they following people who are telling them just one little line of coke is going to change your life? Are they following people who are saying, set up your OnlyFans page and sell all those pictures? Nothing is ever going to be wrong with that. Are they following people who are telling them to inject drugs and take meth and fentanyl and all kinds of stuff that will ruin their lives forever? Are they following people who are telling them don't have children when they feel a biological need to have children? Are they following people who are telling them, sell your baby, give up your baby, nothing matters. Who are your children listening to? Worst part is the ones who tell your children they don't need college. What do you need an education for? Don't go to college. Don't do this. Don't talk to your parents. Talk to your parents anyhow. They're nothing. Why she's telling you what to do? Why he's telling you what to do? Ask your children, who are they following? Take out the scripture. Tell your children. Level with them. Come to them humbly and say, I am your parent. I brought you here, but I need you to hear me now. I need you to hear these words that I'm saying to you. I beg you, my child. I love you. I want what is best for you. Let there be no separation between me and you. Whatever decision you make, I'm still going to love you. And I'm going to pray you through it anyhow. Talk to your children with love. Teach them how to be parents. Be a better parent. Even if you never were for the first 20 years, it's not too late. Pick up the phone, call them today and say, I repent. I'm going to be the best parent that I can be and turn it around and teach them. And by doing so, you are teaching them how to be. You know, today's world, we like to have followers. Everybody wants followers today. I am so over it. Everybody wants to have followers, but nobody is teaching the followers how to follow. Nobody wants to say, well, how do I teach people? Nobody is being the servant leader. They like to say that. But notice the emphasis is on you being a servant to them. Hello. They like to talk about servant leadership of Jesus Christ. They have no idea. You know how Jesus did the servant leadership thing? He washed his disciples' feet. He made food for them. He cooked for them. He invited them into his boats. And rode the boat himself. He didn't invite them into the boat and tell them, you pick up the oar and row them. Nope. He invited them into the boat and rode the boat. He washed their feet. Now, in a day and time when everybody walked in the dust and the dirt, do you know how humbling it was to wash people's feet? You have any idea? He got a pan of water and put it in their feet. He was instructing them. He was teaching them how to be a leader. You want, I have learned in my role as leaders, I have led people in the past. I have led people and led organizations. You know, one of the first things I learned, I had to be, I wanted people to come to work early. I was always half an hour early. I wanted something done. I would roll my sleeves up, took my blazer off and put it on in my six inch high heels. I was the first one who would grab a mop to clean the floor. I was the first one to do anything who are you following? They're giving me the wrap-up signal. I got 30 seconds to finish and wrap this up. My friends, it has become so important for us to understand that if we're going to follow anybody, we better know who we are following. So I'm saying to you, I implore you, follow Jesus. Go to Luke chapter 9, read verses 57 to 62. And if this message means anything to you, send up a prayer right now and say, Father, in Jesus' name, change my mind. Let me follow you. Let me become the vessel that you can use. 
teach me how to follow. Teach me how to show my kids who to follow and how to follow. And in the name of Jesus, become a follower of him who saves. Amen. Amen. Be blessed, everybody.